part two chapter four section two of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter four all in expectation section two he went to the old man straight from varvara petrovna's and he was in such haste simply from spite that he might revenge himself for an insult of which i had no idea at that time the fact is that at their last interview on the thursday of the previous week stepan trofimovitch though the dispute was one of his own beginning had ended by turning pyotr stepanovitch out with his stick he concealed the incident from me at the time but now as soon as pyotr stepanovitch ran in with his everlasting grin which was so naively condescending and his unpleasantly inquisitive eyes peering into every corner stepan trofimovitch at once made a signal aside to me not to leave the room this was how their real relations came to be exposed before me for on this occasion i heard their whole conversation stepan trofimovitch was sitting stretched out on a lounge he had grown thin and sallow since that thursday pyotr stepanovitch seated himself beside him with a most familiar air unceremoniously tucking his legs up under him and taking up more room on the lounge than deference to his father should have allowed stepan trofimovitch moved aside in silence and with dignity on the table lay an open book it was the novel what's to be done alas i must confess one strange weakness in my friend the fantasy that he ought to come forth from his solitude and fight a last battle was getting more and more hold upon his deluded imagination i guessed that he had got the novel and was studying it solely in order that when the inevitable conflict with the shriekers came about he might know their methods and arguments beforehand from their very catechism and in that way be prepared to confute them all triumphantly before her eyes oh how that book tortured him he sometimes flung it aside in despair and leaping up paced about the room almost in a frenzy i agree that the author's fundamental idea is a true one he said to me feverishly but that only makes it more awful it's just our idea exactly ours we first sowed the seed nurtured it prepared the way and indeed what could they say new after us but heavens how it's all expressed distorted mutilated he exclaimed tapping the book with his fingers were these the conclusions we were striving for who can understand the original idea in this improving your mind sniggered pyotr stepanovitch taking the book from the table and reading the title it's high time i'll bring you better if you like stepan trofimovitch again preserved a dignified silence i was sitting on a sofa in the corner pyotr stepanovitch quickly explained the reason of his coming of course stepan trofimovitch was absolutely staggered and he listened in alarm which was mixed with extreme indignation and that yulia mihailovna counts on my coming to read for her well they're by no means in such need of you on the contrary it's by way of an attention to you so as to make up to varvara petrovna but of course you won't dare to refuse and i expect you want to yourself he added with a grin you old fogies are all so devilishly ambitious but i say though you must look out that it's not too boring what have you got spanish history or what is it you'd better let me look at it three days beforehand or else you'll put us to sleep perhaps the hurried and too barefaced coarseness of these thrusts 
was obviously premeditated he affected to behave as though it were impossible to talk to stepan trofimovitch in different and more delicate language stepan trofimovitch resolutely persisted in ignoring his insults but what his son told him made a more and more overwhelming impression upon him and she she herself sent me this message through you he asked turning pale well you see she means to fix a time and place for a mutual explanation the relics of your sentimentalizing you've been coquetting with her for twenty years and have trained her to the most ridiculous habits but don't trouble yourself it's quite different now she keeps saying herself that she's only beginning now to have her eyes opened i told her in so many words that all this friendship of yours is nothing but a mutual pouring forth of sloppiness she told me lots my boy Phew! what a flunkey's place you've been filling all this time i positively blushed for you i filling a flunkey's place cried stepan trofimovitch unable to restrain himself worse you've been a parasite that is a voluntary flunkey too lazy to work while you've an appetite for money she too understands all that now it's awful the things she's been telling me about you anyway i did laugh my boy over your letters to her shameful and disgusting but you're all so depraved so depraved there's always something depraving in charity you're a good example of it she showed you my letters all though of course one couldn't read them all foo what a lot of paper you've covered i believe there are more than two thousand letters there and do you know old chap i believe there was one moment when she'd have been ready to marry you you let slip your chance in the silliest way of course i'm speaking from your point of view though anyway it would have been better than now when you've almost been married to cover another man's sins like a buffoon for a jest for money for money she she says it was for money stepan trofimovitch wailed in anguish what else then but of course i stood up for you that's your only line of defence you know she sees for herself that you needed money like everyone else and that from that point of view maybe you were right i proved to her as clear as twice two makes four that it was a mutual bargain she was a capitalist and you were a sentimental buffoon in her service she's not angry about the money though you have milked her like a goat she's only in a rage at having believed in you for twenty years at your having so taken her in over these noble sentiments and made her tell lies for so long she never will admit that she told lies of herself but you'll catch it the more for that i can't make out how it was you didn't see that you'd have to have a day of reckoning for after all you had some sense i advised her yesterday to put you in an almshouse a genteel one don't disturb yourself there'll be nothing humiliating i believe that's what she'll do do you remember your last letter to me three weeks ago can you have shown her that cried stepan trofimovitch leaping up in horror rather first thing the one in which you told me she was exploiting you envious of your talent oh yes and that about other man's sins you've got a conceit though my boy how i did laugh as a rule your letters are very tedious you write a horrible style i often don't read them at all and i've one lying about to this day unopened i'll send it to you to-morrow but that one that last letter of yours was the tip-top of perfection how i did laugh oh how i laughed monster monster wailed stepan trofimovitch foo damn it all there's no talking to you i say you're getting huffy again as you were last thursday 
stepan trofimovitch drew himself up menacingly how dare you speak to me in such language what language it's simple and clear tell me you monster are you my son or not you know that best to be sure all fathers are disposed to be blind in such cases silence silence cried stepan trofimovitch shaking all over you see you're screaming and swearing at me as you did last thursday you tried to lift your stick against me but you know i found that document i was rummaging all the evening in my trunk from curiosity it's true there's nothing definite you can take that comfort it's only a letter of my mother's to that pole but to judge from her character another word and i'll box your ears what a set of people said pyotr stepanovitch suddenly addressing himself to me you see this is how we've been ever since last thursday i'm glad you're here this time anyway and can judge between us to begin with a fact he reproaches me for speaking like this of my mother but didn't he egg me on to it in petersburg before i left the high school didn't he wake me twice in the night to embrace me and cry like a woman and what do you suppose he talked to me about at night why the same modest anecdotes about my mother it was from him i first heard them oh i meant that in a higher sense oh you didn't understand me you understood nothing nothing but anyway it was meaner in you than in me meaner acknowledge that you see it's nothing to me if you like i'm speaking from your point of view don't worry about my point of view i don't blame my mother if it's you then it's you if it's a pole then it's a pole it's all the same to me i'm not to blame because you and she managed so stupidly in berlin as though you could have managed things better aren't you an absurd set after that and does it matter to you whether i'm your son or not listen he went on turning to me again he's never spent a penny on me all his life till i was sixteen he didn't know me at all afterwards he robbed me here and now he cries out that his heart has been aching over me all his life and carries on before me like an actor i'm not varvara petrovna mind you he got up and took his hat i curse you henceforth stepan trofimovitch as pale as death stretched out his hand above him ah, what folly a man will descend to cried pyotr stepanovitch actually surprised well good-bye old fellow i shall never come and see you again send me the article beforehand don't forget and try and let it be free from nonsense facts 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 and above all let it be short good-bye End of Part 2, Chapter 4, Section 2. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.